0: Good morning, Victory Life Church. Isn't it wonderful to know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That's uh, only common uh, or sure anchor, I guess, is a better way of saying it, uh, for our uh, our walk, our belief. It is uh, the one thing that we can hold on to, and um, we know that in these troubled times there's uh, even what seems to be a shifting doctrine a doctrine of you know uh, people running to the hills or people uh, you know really afraid of what's going to happen in the bible one thing that is consistent is jesus jesus and the word he was consistent when he came into this world do you know that uh, when he came there was a tremendous load of um um Turmoil going on at that time with the Romans, and there's always been turmoil. Turmoil, yes, it's it turned up more in these last days. But the answer is still the same: Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Or the gospel message is always consistent um, with uh, every time period that we are living in. And so let's look at a few scriptures to to uh, verify that, because the I believe when Jesus came and gave us the gospel, it contained. Everything that is necessary for life and godliness. You and I, we both believe that. I I know we do. And let's just confirm that with the word because we don't want to be moved by what we see here and touch here in these last days. There's there's so much panic. There's so much uh, stuff going on. We need to know about the protection of God. We need to know about His uh, his will for everything that is necessary for life right now. And, of course, godliness, which came in when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you got that too. And so let's look at, uh, in Romans chapter 1, it says in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, brackets, good news of Christ, for it is God's power working, or God's working power. This gospel, this good news, God's working power unto salvation And I've covered that before, but it is worth until you have it memorized. And in your spirit, man, it is worth going over and over and over. God's working power unto healing. God's working power unto uh, healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security. It's for all those areas is what is contained in the word salvation. Do we need uh, healing now? Yes. Do we need safety now? Yes. Healing, safety, soundness, soundness of mind, yes. Healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, yes. And security, security. One of the things that, uh, you know, with, uh, you just have to look a little bit. And again, we're not going to spend any time talking talk about the negative. But but you can do that yourself. You Google what's happening out there. And you understand that, boy, we need Psalm 91 working in our lives. We need that security. The gospel is the power unto um, um, salvation which is deliverance from eternal death number one, that we are born again born again that we are in a different kingdom there and get to operate with different principles different principles uh, uh, um, Our communication, our belief, all is different. We are different than the man next door if he's not a believer or the woman at work. We're different. We're different people. And we need to get to act like those people that know their God and know he's able to do exploits. Know the power of that salvation. Know it. Know it off by heart. Know it better than you know your own name because it hasn't changed. It's the same. And someone says, well, the book of Revelation has a lot of stuff going on. But do you realize the church is not sh- um, shared past, I believe, the sixth chapter? There's nothing about the church anymore. It's gone. It, what happens is the time of tribulation, which according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we are harposed or removed or caught away Someone says that rapture is mentioned. Harpoza is. And we are out of the way so the Antichrist can be revealed. And yes, we see the precursors of lawlessness right now in all the world. Uh, They're deliberately doing things to bring lawlessness. We know that. We know that is coming. And there's a time coming, time coming, and it's, I don't know, I think it's about this close. It's not that far apart. But so the gospel still has the power unto salvation. So let's go back to Isaiah uh, chapter um, 40. This is so important because when I see people switching up the gospel and, you know, um, being in one way, kind of harsh to the body of Christ. There's so much complaints about the church of Jesus Christ. Do you realize when you complain about the church of Jesus Christ, you're actually complaining about Jesus Christ? <laughs> yes, we all need improvement. Yes, we all need to. But stay with the gospel. You know, uh, there, there is uh, one thread running through. And um, I shared out of Isaiah. Um, and uh, we're going to start there. We're going to look at what was said Uh, to the um, pre-runner of Jesus Christ, what he was supposed to talk like, act like. And so many people get wrong what he was doing because they only pick the one verse where it says, Repent! And even if you don't understand that, and and you you almost uh, in their voice you see uh, them snarl uh, John, their John the Baptist snarling at the people, and uh, you know you wicked sinners. Yes, everybody had sin, and everybody needed a savior, and that's what the baptism of John is about. Everybody, someone asked the question, what why was John baptizing? Because there's no salvation then yet, but it was repentance. Oh, first of all, turning of the mind uh, uh, from you know the ones that went out to see him in the wilderness. Uh, repent, change your doctrine, change your mind. There's a savior coming. I'm his forerunner. I'm going to bring the or uh, he's bringing a good gospel. And so the, the Bible is very clear that repent means changing of the mind. And then they were baptized as a, a sign of I need uh, a savior. I, uh, for the remission of sins. You know that wasn't enough to get them saved. But they needed Jesus Christ as Lord and then to be baptized. Uh, but what they were baptized unto is is a type of, uh, you know, form of I need repentance. Anyways, so here's what it says in, uh, um, in uh, Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says God. If we get that wrong, if we were like these hellfire and brimstone preachers that all they do is you know beat on the people you might beat on them and get them to do something in fear but how about we draw and say uh, what the bible says the goodness of god leads people to repentance of changing of stopping sin nobody could stop sin until you get born again you know, look at Romans chapter 7 and going into Romans 8. I don't have time for that right now, but the the word of the Lord. I'm going to stick with the word of the Lord. Comfort, comfort my people. Why? Because he knew he came to his, well, he came to his own, his own, received him, not as it says here in the second verse. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her that her time of service and, and her warfare are ended that her punishment is accepted and her iniquity is pardoned and uh, that she has received um, that she has received punishment from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So yes, there is times in the Old Testament, Old Testament, it's speaking to Jerusalem because he came to his own, but you and I are drafted in to the body of Christ. What is he saying in that verse? Listen, guys, you guys had times of exile. You were in captivity. You were uh, without. um, You you were and it was all because of sin. Don't get me wrong. Um, It was because of sin. But he's saying, listen, I'm comforting you because that time is now over. You know, you're not going to be in exile or or you're not going to be in all these different situations. The enemy's not going to overtake you because I'm bringing the gospel good news to you. It says, um, "A voice of one crying." This is verse three. Prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. So this is introducing a new way, a way of of comfort the people, a way of God again coming back to the people in the, as it was predicted throughout the Old Testament. And Second uh, Peter chapter one talks about that. The old the prophets of old did not um, they were writing things, but they didn't know what the time period would be, or who this was for. It was a good, good gospel coming in. They knew it wasn't for them, but there was a day, and John is introducing that day, the day when salvation profusely abounds. This is a day. So he's saying to them, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord, clear away the obstacles, make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. So anything, any kind of religious garb, anything he's got. What he's got in the wilderness is the leaders. You know, they came out to see um, what do you, Jesus asked them, "What do you go out in the wilderness to see?" And then uh, they were the leaders, the Pharisees, and other ones that that uh, that were uh, bringing really a ga- uh, their version of what they were teaching needed to be cleared out of the way, <laughs> That's, uh, so the good gospel would come. So many people still want to hang on to some of the old stuff. You know, have you celebrated the feasts? Have you done this and that? There's nowhere in the New Testament where it tells you to, you must celebrate the feasts. You know, and under the new covenant, under, under us being born again, we celebrate the newness of life. You know, we recognize all the feasts right now. The, in fact, it's Rosh Hashanah, and the, the day is of awe right now, of repentance. You know, and we recognize that, but it's not like if we don't keep that feast, we're not born again. No, those were, um, even like Sabbath, were a sign of things to come. So clear away, make a way for the true gospel. What God knew, he, has, he, he made a new gospel, the New Testament. He wasn't satisfied with the old and it's based on better, better promises. And so we got a better way, a new way of entrance into um, um, the ways of God. A way that nobody could do in the Old Testament. They had to bring sacrifice once a year. They had to be there every Saturday and and uh, they could only have sins covered. They couldn't have them removed like our Savior. The gospel is a power working in us. And it works in us uh, so. That uh, once I got born again, I can stop all sin. Number one, I can have righteousness, you know, right standing with God. I can enter into the holies of holies, get the job done. Because before we could not enter the priesthood, but we couldn't as normal citizens. Why? Because uh, we were not priests. We were not, uh, which is a bridge builder between God and man. God appointed priests so that they could at least have their sins covered. Ours is different. Different. Say different. We got the good, good gospel. And this is what John's saying. Make way. This is what he's saying in the wilderness. He isn't beating on the people. He understands that nobody could become righteous. He could not um, beat on people that couldn't... Uh, you know, like like so many have him being angry at sin, and God's angry at sin. God understands sinful man needs a savior, and he came to save him. He said he didn't come, John 3.17, after the wonderful John 3 16, for God so loved the world, and gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John three seventeen. He did not come to condemn the world. Didn't come to condemn he knew. What, what good is it to walk around the streets, not give the people the ability to choose Jesus and receive the engrafted word, which is saving your soul and making you born again, giving you the power over sin, number one. He- and healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security. What good would it be for Jesus to walk down the street saying, shameful, shameful people, shameful, you know, or John the Baptist. You're all a bunch of sinners. Well, these guys were the leaders of of false doctrine or doctrine that he says, get it out of the way. Get what you are doing out of the way so, so that we make way for our God. Make way. Say, make way for our God. Every valley shall be filled. Uh, Verse 4, every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked and uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough place a plain. That reminds me of simply Isaiah 35. It said that there's going to be a highway for the holy. And who was holy before Jesus made them holy? Nobody was. Nobody could walk that way. I don't care who you, what patriarch you bring out of the Old Testament. They all had a bag of sins attached to them, and situations. Why nobody could walk the way you and I can as new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and so what is this that he's uh, making a, a way? And uh, every valley shall be filled. Isaiah 35 says, there is a highway of the Lord. The Holy shall walk on it. There shall be no ravenous beast. There shouldn't be anything that is uh, troublesome on that highway. I mean, we do have trouble in this world. John um, 16, verse 33. There's more trouble to a believer, but it's coming not on the highway. It's coming from the ditches. Let's put it that way. Let's get the picture right. Because no ravenous beast can be on that highway. That's the power of the gospel. It makes you holy first of all, and then you know we get to. If we miss it, we have First John one nine, and we should want to walk clean on that highway. If you get off that highway, yeah, there's trouble. Highway of holiness makes no ravenous beast uh, shall be there. Isaiah thirty five. Read it for yourself. I didn't want to go there today, but it's so good, so good. It's never your self effort. It's what Jesus put into you uh, when you call the name of the Lord. He didn't patch up the old uh, old uh, spirit man. He made you a new creature with new features like never before. That's the gospel power. I got changed, I got translated, so did you, into a new kingdom with new rules, which has the ability to walk in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation like we have not sinned, like we have, not, well, and again, the devil will tell you, yeah, but you did this and that. No, the Bible says if we hearken unto the voice of God, it says that we are washed. We're walking in a righteousness. There's a righteousness. Read it in Romans chapter 10. The Jews tried. See, some of the things that were blocking the highways, if you read Romans chapter 10, it says that the Jews were trying to attain righteousness without the word of God. And they failed. Read Romans Romans 10, 1 to 5. They failed in their effort to be righteous. Nobody can be righteous without God. Nobody can be righteous without accepting the the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it says we were raised to newness of life when we came out of the grave with Him. And so the highway, the valley had to be filled in. There had to be a holy way made. Now that way is made. And the glory the manifest and splendor of our and majesty of our lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the lord hath spoken it what is that talking about in john chapter 1 it says and we have seen it jesus walked among the writers of the new testament we have seen it we have touched it we have gazed upon him the perfect lamb came and he carried that light john says i don't have that light No, he wasn't born again yet. But Jesus came with that light. He said, we're gazing upon it. He says that uh, that light shone in the darkness, and that darkness could not push against it. That's the new birth. That's what Jesus contained inside of him. Life the way God has it is what he came to bring us. Life and life more abundantly. That's what he came with in John chapter 1. That's why the valley had to be cleared out. That's why the way had to be made straight had to, so the glory could come it never came in the Old Testament in the way that we as New Testament believers can have it and walk in that power and walk in salvation it was not there for, for Jonah, it wasn't there for for all the patriarchs you know, even Abraham, sure he walked in faith but according to an old covenant as best as he could until a seed, Jesus could be revealed Hallelujah. Is that good news or what? That is a glorious gospel power. If we don't get this foundation, we are not like the Old Testament saints. They're going to come up to us in heaven and say, what did it feel like to be born again, to walk in that power and and walk in that anointing? And the more we talk about it, you can just sense the anointing rising up, rising up. Hallelujah. That's the word we get to live as New Testament believers. That's why we get to praise the Lord because it keeps us on the spirit channel. We worship Him and give Him honor. And if He comes down, we we get lifted up. You know, and to newness of life. Say it with me, to newness of life. We're in the newness of life. We're a, a new creature with new features like never before. So understand what John the Baptist was commissioned to say, not just repent. That that one little word does not show clearly All that was going on with John uh, the Baptist, the forerunner of the light, of the life, Jesus, who came in such a wonderful way to set us free. Again, think about it. If you can be holy, Romans 7 says you can't. But if you can be holy and righteous without, Romans chapter 8 where it says, oh, how do I get free from this? Thank God for Jesus Christ. And now there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the dictates of the flesh, still have that choice, or but walk after the fruit of the new life, the new spirit that's within us. Let's read on here in, in Isaiah 40. And the glory, majesty, and splendor of our Lord shall be revealed and revealed. When? When Jesus came. That's in Luke chapter 3, verse 5. Just, oh, remember those shepherds. I was going to look that up because we're, see, um, they say 9-11 was actually the the date of Jesus' birth. And so Merry Christmas to all of you. I know we celebrated December 25th. That makes people mad that we're actually concentrating on Jesus on that day. Could you imagine someone says, oh, you shouldn't celebrate Christmas. Are you telling me I can only celebrate Jesus 364 days a year and I shouldn't do it on this 365th day? Come on now, that's false. We can celebrate any day of the week. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's all we celebrate on Christmas anyways, you know, at uh, the goodness of God. Okay, watch this here. Verse 6 of Isaiah 40. Are you following me? It says, the voice of one crying, prophesy, what shall I say? What shall I cry? So John's saying, what shall I say? What shall I cry? The voice answered, proclaim, all flesh is frail as grass. Well, you can go down, Verse 7, the last part says, Surely all people are as grass. So he's talking about the people. People without Jesus. All flesh is weak. I I don't care who they are. Hollywood stars, whatever. Athletes, all flesh is weak without Jesus. This verse will bring it out tremendously. The voice says, okay, proclaim this here. All flesh is weak as grass. So anybody without Jesus is weak. But here's here's a person with Jesus. Uh, prophetically speaking in advance and all that make it attractive its kindness its goodwill its mercy from god its glory and comeliness. however good is transitionary like the flowers in the field and so that person is not like the first person that is a person that has got the into the second covenant or the new covenant because he goes back to verse 7 it says all grass withers and the flowers fade when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. So anybody without Jesus, you know, there, there's nothing there. There's nothing good. Surely all people are as grass. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but, and this is where you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, but the word of God shall stand forever. See, that's the person in part B of numbers, uh, verse 6. The, the, the natural man Has got nothing, but the word of the Lord in that natural man will stand. And so he becomes strong. That's the new birth. That's the person that has not built his house on on the the sand, but built it on the word of God. It's so exciting to be a new creature in Christ Jesus and walk in that gospel power of his salvation. It's there for everybody. So we basically just scratch the surface. But understand, Isaiah 40 talked about it. The shepherds talked about it. Jesus talked about this new life. And we got to make big. Because if we're going to be survivors in these last days with a big smile on our face and joy in our heart, we're going to have to understand the glorious gospel and what it actually did for us. Anyways, that's all the time I have today. And uh, if you have any more questions, call us at two five zero eight six two thirty forty four, 3044 And we will gladly pray with you, share the good gospel with you. Other than that, have an amazing rest of the day.